some word searching in this. It begins to talk about in the beginning or during the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1 begins to speak and says, in the beginning was. Everybody say the word was. The word was is a verb, of course, uh, not a I'm not much of an English major. Uh, I should be, should be much better than I am. Thank God for great proofreaders for everything that I write. Uh, the word was is a verb that speaks past tense. Now, I want you to get this now. It's a verb that speaks past tense, meaning that whatever it is referencing already has happened or has already existed. All right, now I want you to get this because I'm going to point a little something out to you here. All right, so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John 1 says, in the beginning was, meaning that uh, was the word, meaning that the word already existed in the beginning. Is anybody awake this morning? The word already existed in the beginning. So at the process, everybody say the process. The process of the beginning. See, uh, I want you to see the revelation I'm seeing in Scripture here is that the beginning, of course, was a process in or during. So it was, there was a space of beginning and so during the beginning, the Word already existed. So in the beginning was the Word. The existence of the Word was before there was a beginning. Now get this now. Now the word, Word, that's a little play on words. The Word, wake up your neighbor and tell him pastor's trying to preach this morning. All right, so, so the word, Word here. Um, it comes from a Greek word, uh, and you've heard this taught perhaps. Uh, this is nothing new or no new revelation has been taught from, for, for many years and years and eons of time. I heard it when I was a young boy. And the Greek word that this word, word, comes from uh, means plan. All right, that's what it means. It just means the plan. So in actual proper translation to modern English, it would say that during the beginning, the word or the plan already existed. All right, so it said it's all, it already existed. And then it said, and the word was, everybody say was. See, get this, past tense, it's already happened. So the word was with God, meaning that the plan was in the mind of God before he ever started the beginning. Now you got to get this. Before, before the Lord ever got to the beginning, the plan was already with God. And so here the scripture said the word was with God. And then the last phrase of John 1 and 1 says, And the word was God. So the plan here was 
God. So uh, I, I, hope, I hope you get this. I, I guess I need to give a title. I, I never gave my title this morning. So I, I want to try to uh, impart a little something to you today that will help you uh, maybe in your journey living for the Lord. Uh, as a title, if I may, I'm just going to use this before it all began. All right, before it all began. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, before it all began. Before, before it all began. So now I want you to understand here that the preparation of God before the beginning, we often speak of God from the beginning until now. All right, so we speak of God from the beginning and we speak of Him to the present. But we rarely mention God or try to talk about God before the beginning because we know nothing about God before the beginning. So the beginning is referring to the beginning of time. Are you with me today? All right, so it's referring to the beginning of time. It's referring to uh, the beginning of the world. It's referring to the beginning of creation. So the beginning here is referring to the starting point. The word Genesis that we read, the first book of the Bible. If you ever open the covers of that beautiful black book you have. The first, very first book is Genesis. And it means the beginning. Where it all begins. And so uh, it, 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 it all has a starting point at the beginning, but in reading here and understanding John 1 and 1, John 1 and 1 begins to give me some more in-depth understanding about Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1 says in the beginning, and we read over it and see the beginning as a specific starting point. The beginning, of course, it says in or during the beginning uh, God created the heavens and the earth. And so uh, there has been a lot of debate over the beginning. Was the beginning uh, of creation. Some believe that, that creation was seven full days. It was seven days as we understand time. And there was seven days. Uh, some believe that the days of creation was a thousand years. Each day was a thousand years. So some teach and preach that there were 7,000 years of creation. I'm not here today to get into uh, exact the, the exacts of these. This I do understand is this was before there was a time clock. This was before there was a man-made calendar. Uh, this was, this was uh, before all of these things when God chose to do this. The scripture said that with God, that a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. So I'm not limiting God. I'm not real sure maybe how that creation unfolded or the time frame of creation where it was seven days as we understand it or seven days as God understands it is the way that I read it here. So I may not be completely clear on whether it's seven days, 7,000 years 
or whatever that the time frame may have been is not really the point that I'm preaching from this morning. We do understand that there was a space of time in the beginning. Are you with me today? There was a space of time in the beginning. In the beginning was creation. The scripture calls it seven days. God, of course, understands time much differently than we understand time. And so God did some creating during that seven days of creation. So whatever God's day of creation is, I'm going to let that just remain a mystery to all of us because unless you were there, I'm not sure we could fully understand it and know. But John 1 and 1 gives us a little understanding that causes me to recognize and to know that uh, it is very, very possible for God to have just been able to line everything up and do everything in such short order. If we look at the building of the temple, uh, we can see that when Solomon begins to build the temple and uh, the, the building of that great temple, that um, the scripture gives us some insight into the building of the temple. It, would, it is an architectural and engineering marvel. If you've looked at it, it is, it is an architectural and engineering marvel of how that in such a short space of time that the, the temple could have been built. And the scripture says that it was built without the ring of a hammer ever being heard without a sawing of a board, which tells me there was a very intricate, detailed plan. Everybody say there was a plan. There was a plan of intricate detail. There was a great design architect that put it all together, and he comprehended it from the beginning to the end, and it was all put together, and uh, there was a great design and plan. They come together, and in the matter of a short space of time, they are able to do what seems to be impossible because there was a plan before they ever started the beginning of construction. Now, I want you to understand and relay this to what God did during creation. In the beginning was the Word. It already existed. The Word of God was before the beginning of time. He already had started with a plan. God had a plan before it all began. He was laying out a plan. I don't know how long God laid out His plan. I don't know how long He figured on what man was going to look like or on what a cow was going to look like or on what a cat was going to look like or the many species and subspecies of creatures upon the planet and plants upon the planet. Without a doubt, God spent a great deal of time in intricate planning and detail and order. God is a God of order. He laid everything out. I, I don't like working in a messy workspace. That's why I like working for God. He has divine order. Give me a little liberty and a little smile this morning. Uh, I like to, to have things in order, and God is a God of order. He put everything in place so that without a doubt, 
out. He could just begin to just roll it out and one thing built off of another. There was no tear outs and start overs and rip outs and let's begin again. But he had a plan before it all began. The preparation of God before the beginning was very, very significant. But I ask the question of why would God spend time uh, to do it in the way that he did for us to be able to read it and understand it through revelation that, that God was planning all of this before it ever began. As I read through the scripture and ponder the meanings of some of uh, the, the things of scripture, some very deep and some quite simple, but it seemed very profound to me and occurred to me that before that the Lord had ever started anything, there was a complete plan of action that was put in place. He knew where every dot and every little thing was going to be, every creature and how it would function how it would fit into the chain of life, much like the architect would draw the detailed plan before the shovel of dirt is ever turned, before any survey is ever taken, before any grade is ever set, before the cornerstone was ever put in place. He already knew the end before the beginning. I'm going to try to help somebody this morning to tell you that some of you came in the house today and you're wondering if God even knows where you are. But I come this morning to tell you He knew the end before there ever was a beginning because He looked at you and He knew that on this day in July of 2017 you were going to be sitting in a church and He designed it so that He would choose me to be able to be in the pulpit preaching to you this morning that before you ever got in to the situation you were in his divine plan already had an end to it because he knew the end before there ever was a beginning it was all in the plan and the mind of God he had orchestrated it he had built it he knew everything that was going to hurt you he knew every pain you were going to feel and he knew that there was going to be a way out because his word said that in every temptation he would make a way of escape. How could that be possible if he didn't already know the end before there ever was a beginning? Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. So the Lord speaks in generalities. It's kind of like the way it is when he speaks to me. He speaks in generalities. I like it when he speaks specific. When he wakes me up and says, get up. Go to so and so. You know, I would prefer it to be, you know, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down and you're going to run into a certain man. And, you know, I like it when the prophecy is clear. I prefer the prophecy to just be real clear, you know. You're going to, in 43 days, saith the Lord. Oh, wonderful. 
I anticipated for 43 days. On the 43rd day, I get up. I want to make sure things are in order. I'm ready because my answer's coming. But so often when God speaks, He speaks in generalities. He starts speaking in generalities. He speaks of fowl and fish. Do you know how many species of fowl there are? I mean, we sit around and look at birds and think, wow, uh, you know, it's, uh, look, at all, look at all the birds and you name all the birds. But the deal is that's the birds that, that happen to call this area of the world home. But you take a vacation and go down to Florida and you see a whole different type of bird. Because the Lord speaks in generalities. He just he speaks of, of the fowls of the air. He speaks, of, he speaks in generalities. He, he, he gives us specific direction. He, he says some things to us that is very general. And, 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 and during those general things, we read through the Word of God. And, and it seems general and it's fitting for all of us. And that's why that he did it. But Brother George Harding, I, I wish that God would tell me some specifics. He, he tells me that, that he's going to walk with me through whatever I go through. He says, I, I won't put more on you than what uh, you can bear. But he says the same thing to you that he says to me. And, and you're not going through what I'm going through. And you don't understand what I'm understanding. And I wish he would say, Philip Jordan, I, I know that you're going to be going through this season of life that's going to be very difficult. It's going to be rocky roads and sharp curves and, and difficult mountains. And you're going to have issues with health and issues with, with, with uh, this thing and that thing. And, and, and this temptation is going to come and this problem is going to occur. And when it does, I'm going to send you a, an angelic host and they're going to come and they're going to sit on the window ledge outside of the north wall of your home. Wouldn't it be much better if God just gave us all the details? But instead, instead he just says, I, I won't put more on you than what you can bear. And in, in all the temptations in every way, I will make a way of escape. He, he, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. And he just gives us some generalities of knowing that when we get into it, that whether it is that you're dealing with a health issue or a financial issue, the same scripture is going to apply. So he starts putting this all together and he speaks in these generalities. But the truth is, is that he has actually positioned each star into its position and each planet in its orbit and each and everything that has been designed at the point of, of completion of the design and plan. As a matter of fact, if I understand correctly, that uh, there, are, there are stars, multiple stars, uh, we call them falling stars or uh, meteorites and meteors. And we call them falling stars that we see streak across the earth. It's hard for us to comprehend and imagine actually what we are witnessing. Because what we actually are witnessing, the scientists say, that our eyesight is limited and that light takes a certain amount of time to travel. And so when we see the stars streak across 
across the, the galaxy and we call it a falling star as it is streaking across the galaxy and we see it and we're like, wow, did you see the falling star last night? But the scientists tell us that it is many, many, many years before we ever saw the light streak across the sky that the star actually has already fallen. This is mind-boggling to our minds because what we are seeing today, God has already orchestrated and set into place many years before because it takes a certain amount of time for light to travel from one place to another. And so in order for us to see the light streak across the sky, there is a space of time between how many thousand light years away that star is until it gets to where we are and we think we're going to put God in a box and tell him how creation actually all happened. Now I'm not here to split hairs on the scientific knowledge and understanding because I believe that when man thinks that he has really discovered and figured God out and figured all of this out, God will just twist the plan a little bit. And he'll say, now figure it out again because everything that you thought you knew, now you no longer know. But the point is, is that when you see the stars streak across the sky, the next time you see a falling star, I want you to look at your companion or whomever may be with you at that moment and you tell them, did you know that that star didn't just fall? Because there is scientific proof that there is a space of time between what I'm seeing of that light and the distance of that star that is streaking across the sky that that actually happened many years before. But I just now am seeing what God put in His plan way back then. Have I lost everybody this morning? My point to you today is that when we get in the middle of issues and we get in the middle of struggle, God is not caught off guard by the things you're caught off guard with. At creation, there was a plan. And and He had it all figured out. And in your life, before He ever allowed your heart to beat the very first time in your mother's womb, He already had a plan. And He saw the end from the beginning and he looked way ahead in time and he made provision for everything in your life and the struggle you feel today God's not caught off guard by it he already designed it you're just now seeing it in your mind but he saw it before there ever was a beginning I'm trying to help somebody this morning To understand that what God did and what God said so much was for our own benefit. He did it so we could try to comprehend it. When God spoke, it came to pass. When He said it, it was. And when He finished speaking, not only had He created the immediate carnation, But inside every act of creation, he placed within it the seed so that it could reproduce itself. In other words, there are some laws 
that at creation that God put into place. And he put it into place so that it could procreate or recreate. And so that it would continue. That's why that a plant grows and it dies. But the species is not lost. Because it grows and when it dies, it has planted seed for it to reproduce itself in a more magnificent manner. That's why that some of the struggles that you think are about to kill you is God doing nothing but trying to reproduce something great out of you. Something greater than you. I had a minister stepped up to me this week while I was in altar call and he stepped up to my right shoulder and he spoke into my right ear and he said, could it be that the whole purpose that God has for you is connected to those three boys of yours that God has blessed. He said, I see that you've gone through a season of struggle and question and you've questioned God and your faith has been tried. But I speak a word to you that everything that God has done in your life He is propelling the future of His gospel. And the work that He is doing in you may not be about you, but it may be about who you are planting in today. He said keep planting and keep watering and keep working because the ministers that are going to come out from your ministry are going to impact the entire world until Jesus comes. Get over your discouragement and be encouraged that God knows exactly what He's doing. I come this morning to tell you that some of you are discouraged because of what you're going through, because of what you're feeling, and because of what you're seeing. But I come today to tell you that before you ever got to where you are, God already had it planned out. And it's His purpose and it's His plan. He never intends to take you down. He intends to elevate you. He intends to bless you. He intends to take you to the next level. And He can only do it When you say yes in the middle of your struggle. So God formed you. I've got to hurry. So when God formed you and he breathed the breath of life into you and the plan began to unfold in your life, your life did not start there. Somebody said, where does life begin? And we've got in the discussions and the debates of where life begins. Some want to say that life begins at birth. I would never begin to say that life begins at birth. Life begins much before that. Others would say life begins at a specific point in the mother's womb when the heart begins to beat. And there's been many arguments that has gone forth over the point that life actually begins. But could I stand this morning and propose to you a complete different idea that I don't know I've ever heard anyone address it from this point of view. But I am 
proposing to you this morning that life actually may begin before the heart ever beats because he said before you ever were I already knew you so before there was ever a breath and before there was ever a heartbeat there was already a plan in the mind of God before the beginning of time there was already a plan that he had for you he knew where you would be he knew he knew your stature he knew your countenance he knew he had it all planned out before there was ever a plan for you to be born from your parents God already had the plan in his mind before he ever started this whole thing into existence called the beginning in the beginning the plan already was can I tell you today God had you in mind at that very point of beginning before he ever said let there be light and there was light before in the beginning God creates the heavens and the earth God already had you in mind he already had the whole thing planned out for you somebody take a deep breath this morning and let it out real slowly and just say I'm allowing stress to leave my life I'm allowing pain to leave my life because God knew where I was going to be on this Sunday morning before my life ever began he knew where you were going to be what you were going to face what you were going to deal with and he had a plan everybody say you had a plan before it all began. So what I'm trying to say to you, and I've got to wrap this up because I'm out of time, but what I'm trying to say to you this morning is before you got to this point of life or season of life as we want to say, we, we have creative ways, you know, the, the language changes. Before we ever got here in our journey, before we ever got to this season of life, let me just say it the way it really is. Before you ever got in the mess you're in, With the problems and the pain and the struggle. There was already a plan before you got here. And the plan included the end. See, there are people that are making millions of dollars. Probably the last multimillionaire idea that I have come across is that I spoke to a man, and he owns a company that um, he, he has a plan. He, he developed a plan of action to get people out of contractual agreements uh, with, um, what, what do you call it, when people go on vacation and they get in the Smokies, the, the, what is it, timeshare? So you buy, how many of you own timeshares? Wow, we got smart people in here. Because they can be a trap, you see. The trap is, is that you get into a contractual agreement that you can't get out of. And so you go on vacation and you think, wow, this place is lovely. I would love to live here. And so they come along and they say, I will give you a brand new smoker grill if you will come and sit for one hour. We will give you three tickets to Disney World and all you have to do is sign on the dotted line and give us two hours of your time for us to take you a walk through these nice, beautiful condos and you can buy in and it's an easy buy-in. Just sign on the dotted line and pick up the payments next month. 
And before long, you have signed your life away. But in the fine print, it is almost impossible to get out of the agreement because they own you and everything that you have through their timeshare agreements. And so many people, once they get in, they want to get out and they discover, oh, I can't get out. There is no exit strategy out of this. And so a man created an idea and it's called timeshare exit strategy or exit plan. And so it became a national company and he's becoming a multimillionaire because people are paying him a lot of money to get them out of their contractual agreement. And so they pay him 20 or 30,000, which seems to be a lot of money, but it's a little bit of money over the long haul when people realize the mess that they got in. And so he has uh, the, the strategy that can legally break all of uh, the, contr- the contract that they're in and get them out of that timeshare agreement. And so he's becoming a millionaire helping people get out of the mess that they got themselves in. So my point is, is a lot of people get themselves in a mess because they don't think about the end from the beginning. Wake up your neighbor and tell them, Pastor's almost done. Get this last little statement. All right? So here's the idea. The idea is, is in life we get ourselves into all sorts of messes. We sign on all sorts of dotted lines and get ourselves in all sorts of things. And we feel like there is no route out. We feel like there is no plan out. But I came today just to try to encourage you to tell you that there was a plan before it all began. Before your body ever got racked with pain, there already was a plan. Before you ever went through things that you went through. Brother Josh Herring called me on the phone a few days ago. I mentioned it to some of you. He called me a few days on the phone. A few days ago on the phone and he said to me, he said, what happened to you on December the 23rd when you felt lifeless in your bathroom? He said, God allowed Satan to touch your life. But there was a plan before he ever allowed Satan to touch your life for you to be resurrected and for him to bring you back again. He wasn't going to allow it to be anything that is permanent and the Lord began to speak some things into my life that some of you are where you are and you think it's going to take a miracle for me to get out of where I am and that's all that God is waiting for you to understand that you can't do it on your own I need a miracle from God God can get me out of this because he had a plan before there ever was a beginning he knew the mistakes I would make and the trouble I would create for myself and the problems that I would get in he knew where I would be and he had a plan all along to to resolve my situation stand with me this morning can I tell you today that wherever you are in life God had a plan God had a plan for you and that plan no matter where you are that plan includes salvation the plan of God for every Man, woman, boy, or girl, he said, this is what the scripture said, that it is not his will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. The will of God and the plan of God run hand in hand. The will of God is, it is something that he already, it's what he wants for you. The plan of God is constantly changing in your life because He takes your bad decisions and He tries to make the best out of them. And He takes your good decisions and He tries to make 
everything better with them as well. And so the good decision that you made to come to the house of the Lord this morning was a right decision. It was all part of God's plan from the beginning because he doesn't want you to leave this place the same way that you came. He came today knowing where you would be and knowing that there would be hope for you. There would be hope and help for you right where you are. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over the building today. I don't know if maybe there would be one in the room that would make a decision this morning and say, I have heard the word of the Lord today and I know God is speaking to me. I feel alone in my struggle. I feel like nobody knows where I am. Nobody understands my struggles and problems. And I recognize that God knows. God knows where I am and what I'm going through. And if that's you today, I open these altars. If you want to step from where you are today, I've shared with you my heart before it all began, before this morning ever started, God already knew. He already knew what I was going to preach. He already knew what was going to happen in the service. He knew everything. And I believe it is His will this morning. If you're in the house today and you've never repented of your sins, I open these altars to you. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I give you an opportunity this morning to step forward and be baptized in Jesus' name. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's His plan for you. I'll give you an opportunity this morning. All you have to do is step forward. Altar workers are here to pray with you this morning. Here's your opportunity. Here's your chance. Yes, Lord. Come on, he'll lift that load that you're carrying, that heavy burden that you're carrying. The Lord will lift it today.